Hello, this is Andrew Middleton from the Learning, Teaching and Assessment in Higher Education podcast from Sheffield Hallam University in the UK. This is the third podcast that has uh, been produced as a result of the workshop that I ran with Susanna Diamond at the Alt-C conference uh, held in Nottingham at the beginning of September 2007. In this podcast, Susanna and I have a brief discussion about what we have concluded following the workshop we ran on an evaluation of the fit between portfolios and Web2 technologies. Some of these ideas actually apply as much to other contexts other than portfolios. You know, one of the big questions around Web2 technologies is, you know, are we talking about institutionally hosted technologies or are we talking about the Web2 technologies that we all seem to be using uh, day in, day out, across our lives. Um, so this that's one of the hot topics, if you like, for Web 2.0, you know, Web 2.0, whatever you call it. Are we looking at a situation where institutions got to build, make and install their own applications? Are we talking about the approaches of Web 2 that are interesting to higher education? Or are we talking about um, students just using the tools that they use every day of their lives, MSN, uh, Facebook and and whatever else they're using, YouTube, that sort of thing. Anyway, Susanna and I found that we had arrived at a couple of conclusions uh, and were surprised to do so. So uh, we thought we might as well share these with you and um, maybe this will generate a wee bit more discussion. But for the moment, this concludes our discussion on the fit between ePortfolios and Web2 technologies. We weren't intending to draw any conclusions from the Alt-C workshop, but, you know, we've just been thinking about, you know, where we are now in terms of using Web2 tools for portfolios. Is there anything that you're concluding as a result of the discussions and the role plays and, and what went on in that session? Yeah, I think a couple of things have become clearer for me. Um, and probably the most important one is um, the question of, um, do we mean the same thing when we talk about Web2 approaches and Web2 tools? And, and for me, the answers are that the tools are somewhere out there, kind of chosen by students, um, but the approaches that they use when they use those tools could equally be, be provided by academic, um, sorry, institutionally hosted tools. Um, and what's important is using those approaches in appropriate ways. And it, Although choice is probably important, and at times it is important for students to feel they've got ownership of the tools and can share things externally, um, more often in academic contexts, what's important is that we harness the most appropriate approaches. Um, and we maybe um, use the institutional resources to provide security and privacy um, and long levity or those kinds of things which as an institution we can um, ensure um, to complement some of the approaches coming in from Web2. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting you say that because um, I didn't expect to conclude anything. I wasn't really intending to try and conclude anything from the discussion. And I was surprised that what came out of it for me was that um, institutions and probably JISC 
should be looking towards developing uh, ap- applications that can be hosted by institutions. But it was the imp- the approaches that that uh, such tools enabled that was the real relevation. Uh, revelation to higher education um, a couple of people did say that in the discussion the recording of which uh, was in the previous podcast and and I think it made sense because the issues are ease of use yeah, um, security and privacy are certainly issues for a lot of the applications they, they were raised in the discussion and uh, the opportunity of ownership and, and for collaboration and if you put all of these important issues into in, into one solution, I think basically you are looking at a hosted option um, for portfolios based on Web2 approaches. I think um, an additional argument in favour of that is that um, when students come to university, they know we will accept, expect certain things of them. Um, and in the context of e-portfolios, it might be that they've got a blog externally, that they're doing these things yeah, externally. Sure. They've already got a website externally. Yeah. But sometimes they will be asked to do something specifically um, in the academic context um, for a particular purpose. And I think they will accept that that might mean they're, they're asked to use a different tool for that. Um, yeah, so basically what we're looking at is the behaviour, the technical behaviour, if you like, h- how uh, people that come into... Uh, higher education are used to behaving with web technologies and saying you know w- what's good about this now and and what do we you know we want to uh, be able to offer you know access to those sorts of applications and that sort of uh, behavior but not necessarily the same tools because of course you know one of the major issues here is when you start to think about Facebook and exposing the serious thinking that goes on in higher, ed- uh, higher education to, if you like, the frivolous context that some of these Web2 social sites um, stand for. Yeah, a couple of things came out of the rest of the conference. Firstly, that um, in general we're moving, um, moving on from simply considering what the technologies can do to focusing much more on the learners. Where is the value in it for them? How does learning happen? And mm-hmm. how can the technology help that to happen? Um, and that um, they might want social spaces um, for discussing things informally. And sometimes they might welcome um, academics into that space, and, and other times not. And it's important to recognise um, the social dynamics of what's going on, aside from... Um, how technology helps or hinders that. Yeah, and so a hosted solution might actually enable that control, that ownership and control by students and the uh, the control over providing access to uh, tutors and other students. It, you know, there's more options there. And it, I don't think it... I think it was, the point was made in the discussion. I don't think it matters that they have two social networking sites. One out there for all the world or all their friends and another one for you know their academic work I mean we you and I happen to use the ELG tool I think or have done 
and we can see how we would use that in parallel to various other tools that mm. we use outside of our working lives. Mm. So there isn't a contradiction in having more than one solution. No, and it's important to um, bear in mind that they might need more than one solution because they won't just be using ePortfolios in academic contexts. Quite often um, they might be using it for personal development and CPD, which maybe they've been doing before they've been on the course, um, as they're in their workplace, as they continue to other courses, or they're using it to present um, to potential clients and employers. And really that, that goes well beyond their academic um, uh, identity. It's about their professional identity and their personal identities. So in, that se- in those contexts, they might want to use their own, own t- tools. Yeah, that's an important point. And again, something similar was said during the discussion. And not only looking at those sort of external and semi-external reasons for using uh, such tools as portfolios, but from module to module. If a portfolio in one module means this and in another it means that, then you actually want to look at the right tool for that situation. But if we're right, the implication of this is that institutions need to be looking at providing uh, suitable tools to meet those kinds of approaches and I would imagine that that actually shifts the ball back into the court of uh, JISC to fund development of a range of tools uh, in this territory. Mm, Certainly there's a lot coming out um, from projects such as the um, personal learning environments projects and so on so it's uh, areas to keep our eye on. Yeah okay great thanks Susanna. Well, I don't know whether you agree with our conclusions, but hopefully they will have been of interest to you. We have a wiki ongoing that we set up to support the the conference workshop, and I think what I'll do is uh, set up a page in the wiki and uh, just put in a couple of these thoughts and invite other people to uh, scribble their own ideas or comments uh, within that context. You can also comment uh, on the show notes site for this podcast which is at http forward slash forward slash ltapodcast.blogspot.com So if you've got a comment to make, please do make that comment wherever you feel uh, is most appropriate or suitable for you. And in the meantime, thank you very much for listening.